This is Tipstar's Group 1 horse racing throughout Australia and we're here to examine the big races and the betting strategy for today. And they're off. Welcome back, everybody. Well, it's officially spring. The missus is sneezing, the Maggies are swooping, and the best horses are back in town. Today, we're going to look at the Group 1 Memsey Stakes at Flemington. Hi, I'm the Professor. And I'm his mate, Lucky Nick. Kazza, McCoyby Diva, that's your... That used to be your favourite horse. Is it still your favourite horse, like of all time, or that you've seen in your time? Oh, yeah, I, I suppose so. I mean, Winx has come along since then, but, um, yeah, McCoy. How, how do you rate, though? Do you rate one over the other? Oh, I had a sort of a soft spot for McCoy Diva. I've got a ticket floating around somewhere where, where I had a bet on it and I never cashed it in. It was a Melbourne Cup, so I'm sure it was a winning ticket. I must say, I do rate distance horses over sprinters a bit, even though, you know, Black Caviar was brilliant. I just wonder whether Maccabi Diva with its efforts was pretty much, and we never saw pile-up run, you know, and, and Kingston Town and the others. But uh, I, I, it'd have to be up there, wouldn't it? So it's great, great well, race, great day. Yeah, well, one difference just on that, Maccabi Diva won the Melbourne Cup three times, and that's a handicap event. So... You know, you win it yeah. once, you get an extra weight. You win it in, you get an extra weight again, and she's won it three times. And she won Cox Plate at weight for age. So, you know, Winks never really went in the handicaps because it knew it would get too much weight. Yeah, true. Um, how did we go at the men- Menzies a couple of weeks ago? Uh, not so good. It was a $19,000 quaddy, so it would have been a nice one to win. However, um, we got the first leg. We went the field in that leg. And... Um, we then missed on our wide leg. A roughie came in, and I actually I forget the name of the damn thing that knocked us out. But it was something at thirty to one or forty to one that came in. Uh, we did have um, a good a good day though. We had perfect jewel in the last, which started at I actually got it at thirteen to one um, on fixed fixed tote a little bit earlier in the day, and uh, that came home in the last. So not a bad. That was day. a deep blue value bet, wasn't it? That was the deep view, deep blue value bet. That and Crystal Dreamer, and Crystal Dreamer really yeah. didn't didn't fire at all. It was up I there. I will till... never bet. I, I will never bet on Crystal Dreamer again. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. it's had its day. It was like, but that deep blue value bet that the one you put on, and that beat my blesser. I was on that blesser. Yeah, in the yeah, last, yeah. and it just just took me over the line, and it happened to me again last week. You know, so yeah, so. Uh, at least I was in there right to the end. That's yeah. the, uh, the positive side of it. Good. So, uh, yeah, that, that was last week. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Mailbag. Have you got anything? I've got something in the mailbag. Go well, for it. We've got something in the mailbag. Wally emailed, emailed us and he said, the professor sounds like a bit of an all-rounder, like a bikey IT guru. And it, <laughs> it, I thought about it. I thought, yeah, because, like, you do ride a mo- you ride a motorbike for a living, right? But Perfect. you you were an international IT guy, weren't you, at one stage? So I, I prefer you know. to think of myself these days as a professional motorcycle rider, <laughs> not a bike guru. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and now so that was the only thing I had. And then what what, what have we got in the news, Gaza? Uh, well, in the news, one thing that came up during the week was. 
uh, Racing Victoria is looking at limiting the amount of uh, times a jockey can use the whip in the race. So currently they can use it 15 times and only five times in the last 100 metres or something like that. They want to they want to reduce it to five times for the entire race. What do you think of that? Well, I'm not into kinky, but you know, have you ever used a whip yourself? You know, uh, <laughs> no, I, I feel as though I, I, it was explained to me once that the whip really had very small impact, but you know, of course, it allows them to do jigging and stuff like that, so the whip can remind the horse. So I'm sure it's got some cruelty attached to it. I feel as though track records will probably never get broken again once the whip's been removed, though. So they should make an adjustment for that because, you know, it's nice to be able to break a track record, isn't it? Mm. W- wouldn't you love to see a race where there's actually no whips and just see how it went? Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't got a, I, I'm probably not that strong on it. I, like I said, I don't think the whip itself is that uh, bad for the horse. It's more the fact that the horse has been electrocuted and then when the whip comes, it's thinking it's going to get electrocuted again and runs fast. I yeah. think that that is just like yeah, it's abhorrent. A re- it's a reminder. It's, yeah, it's abhorrent. It shouldn't be part of racing. So, yeah, I guess it will, you know, that's the way, if it's wrong, it should be taken out. It's probably better people that can study those things than me should make those decisions. Just one other thing on that subject. Yeah. Um, if they do limit the, uh, the number of times it can be whipped to five, do you think that'll impact international horses coming here? I don't know much about. Do they whip more? Do they? Well, you're probably going to get the scenario where the local horses don't get whipped and have been trained to run without being whipped. Uh, whereas the ones coming from overseas, if they haven't got the same regulations, they're, will be they're, trained yeah. differently. Yeah, they're waiting for the whip before they start sprinting or something. Yeah, mm. don't know. And like, I guess that's something that they would just take in consideration. I. You'd think that they would be in line with each other a bit more, but maybe they're not. Mm. Anyway, all right. Bring Carnival, Gaza, Melbourne Cup coming up. It's only oh god, I'm not too sure now. Six weeks away. Oh, um, something like that. Yeah. God, Richard Friedman good. was wrong. You know, when I took you on the other day about the locals only Melbourne Cup because the next day in the paper it said there was a lot of international horses coming out. So maybe you're on the money there. Maybe there are some coming out. Maybe, or maybe I was just one day ahead of Richard Freeman. Or you'd read the paper. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he wouldn't have said it if he'd seen seen that article. Yeah, 15 horses coming out by one trainer or something. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, so we're keeping an eye on Ocean X, and yep. it's running in race five, Gary, and Mark Zara has jumped on, and he's like a cup jockey, so be interesting to see whether he's making his move. Yeah, I checked out um, that relationship. He has ridden on Ocean X a few times. He's, Ocean X has had quite a few jockeys when you look at it, but uh, probably Mark Zara is probably the, ridden it the most out of anyone. So, look, well, I think he you know, might be trying it out. It's, I think it's got a good chance to win race five, but it's not in our quality league, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on. What else do we like? We've got we're Pencil in Very Elegant, which hasn't much to talk about, and Cadre de Nord, which I don't know if it's going to get there, but I'm keeping it on. Is there any others that we're following? Yeah, I think the- there is. There's two more I want to mention. Uh, Sydney, last week, a horse called Yulong Prince ran a really good race. Um, so I reckon that's worth watching, and that'll be for the longer distance races and probably get down here. And then locally, Humidor, grew another leg and beat Surprise Baby. So that was a bit of a surprise result. 
What, both of them? We'll keep an eye on both of them because I yeah. think Surprise Baby will probably go in the Cup, oh, sure. Su- well, Surprise Baby's going to be one of the favourites for the Cup, but uh, the, trainer, yeah. the trainer of Humidor, he'd sort of given up on Humidor. He'd tried everything and couldn't get the thing to run and it changed trainers and it's come out and, you know, looked a treat apparently in the mounting yard and come out and trounced, you know, the Melbourne Cup, one of the Melbourne Cup favourites. So, good good yeah. work, eh? Yeah. Great to see and it's been a great horse. Yeah. Gary, you were um, AFL smart as well because Queensland has got – I was going for WA, but Queensland's got the AFL grand final. I think it's a mistake. I think WA would be the safer choice. And, a, and you know, it's a AFL crowd. I think it would be better to play in front of them than, uh, you know, a retired Gold Coasty type Brisbane rugby crowd. But, yeah, um, I, I think – look, I would have preferred it to go to Western Australia just because they're um, they're aligned with, you know, the people that live there actually are AFL people. Uh, but I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if earlier on in the season some sort of deal wasn't struck between the AFL and Queensland to get the league. You know how they all moved up there and they've played all the Yeah, places. oh, yeah, it was all that. that, that yeah. It was all part of that, you know. 300 of them, yeah. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't put it past Queensland to be behind – to be behind the whole state of Victoria, you know, like talk about conspiracies. I mean, who's benefiting here? One one day sneaky, the next day grand final. Anyway, what did we learn, Gary? Have you learnt anything this week? I have. And yeah? it's courtesy of the missus. So my wife was listening to the radio the other day and she heard that a horse that had been backed into favouritism actually ended up getting disqualified. It won, first past the post, and then it was disqualified. What happened is the jockey of the horse, when he left the rooms to go out on the horse, he weighed out correctly. But when he came yeah. back in off the horse, he weighed in incorrectly and he lost yeah. the weight in the running of the race. So I Googled um, jockey losers to try and find out who it was. And you know what the first thing I saw was? It said... Well, Jockey loses his pants during a race. And there's a, a clip of Blake Shin in a race and he's lost his pants during a bloody horse race. But anyway, <laughs> eventually I found the article I wanted and it was Michael Walker weighed out, weighed back in incorrectly on Exelman um, at the races in sale during the week. Whoa. So what did I learn? Never tear your ticket up too early. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is a technicality, I guess, but I learned that ethics play a big part in horse racing, you know. I was holding back about paying my MRC membership and, you know, with um, the MRC tip stars usurping our own tip star brand, I'm happy with my position, while you, the professor, said back in June that happy to pay membership, support the club, which made you look pretty good like a saint, really, at the time and publicly humiliated me and made me look like a bit of a tight ass. Well, I just want to know, were they thankful that you paid the membership up front? Did they name a race after you or something? They haven't thanked me yet, and that is because I still haven't paid yet. But I, I do, I do <laughs> Why intend to. Why did I know the answer to that? <laughs> Why did I know the answer to that? You were going to pay a couple of months ago. What happened? Well, who, who goes – you need an invoice to pay, right? You don't just send money well, to someone. Ring them up. I'm sure if you rang up their membership, what is it, one three hundred? whatever it is, um, you know, racing, I think it is. If you ring them up, they'll just take the money. Don't worry about that. No, that's <laughs> it. Uh, sorry, Professor, we haven't had a call like this before. Let, let me get the secretary. <laughs> no, they're naming races after the people that paid. I, I, 
be tempted to pay just to get a, a well, we already have oh, had there's always got to be, there's always got to be something in it for you doesn't there <laughs> well that's the idea of racing isn't it <laughs> <laughs> all right then let's cut to our sponsors You can also win with Jim Bradley Speedball. Take the Jim Bradley 14-day Speedball Challenge so you can stay both physically and mentally fit if you ever need to self-isolate. Just Google Jim Bradley Speedball. I never want to self-isolate again. Gary, Quaddy, how we go, what are we going to do this week? We're going to win it too, by the way. Yeah, we're due for a win. Uh, we've been we've been around about the money for quite a while. Um, yep. So let's go through the races that we've got. The first one, uh, I'm I'm yeah I'm looking at yeah race six. I'm looking at a wide leg here, mainly yeah. because the system has uh, identified a horse at big odds that it's put in there as um, as one of the favourites. So I sort of want to make sure we include it in the quaddy. So I'd, I'd be proposing. Which one's that? Is it like, you know? Is that your long, January? Uh, number two, Furion. Oh, Furion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to have a bet on your long ja- January, which is 10 to 1. Yeah, and you like the Furion, uh, which is like 26 to 1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so we'll we're going to go wide in that leg, which yeah. I'm happy about, because then, then we'll probably get through that, I hope. Which takes uh, us to the uh, gonna... the Group One. So this is the uh, the Maccabi Diva wait. Stakes, and formerly the Craig. It's wait for age. Now, here's the first horse I want to point out: Gatting. It won last year. It's fifty to one. It's it's fifty to one, and it won last year. Go figure that. I mean, that's good. I reckon there. it was twenty to one or something last year when it won. Though it was, but it still won. Uh, horse yeah, do, horse doesn't true. know what his odds are. Um, yeah. Now, Master of Wine, he's 11 to 1. We had him two yeah. weeks ago rated favourite, and he was the yeah. favourite in a Group 1 up in Sydney. Now he's 11 to 1. There's value there. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Jewel, another one. We picked that last time it ran and it won. Um, I think that was a Group 3. It was a good race anyway. Uh, so that's at good value. But the system likes two horses. They stand out, actually. Fierce Impact. It's rated four to one, and Russian Camelot. It's rated five to one. So we're going to go field then, are we? No, we'll end up going. I think we'll end up going for those two standouts: the four and the thirteen. Yeah, I like fifth impact. I'm going to bet on that. Yeah. So, so we'll go two out on that leg. Yeah. 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 We'll That's go good. two out. Okay, that takes That's, us to the third leg. And this is a three-year-old, so we should really be going wide on this one, I guess. Well, we're not because we're going one out. We've got to go one out on either this or the next one. That's our formula. <laughs> um, I think, I th- you know, the system's got Prague rated um, fairly short. Um, there's another horse in that race, number nine, Titus, that uh, rates really well as, as well. But if we have to go one out, I'm thinking Prague's probably the better option rather than looking for something in the last. Still Prague, yeah, five to one. So... Uh, and what, that means we're going field in the last. We'll go field in the last. Um, having said that, the system did like uh, number five, Forever Free, so that's that's come up well under the odds as well. So that's probably worth a worth a each way bet as well. So if we're going uh, field in the last, so we can go one off, one out in the third, knowing we've got the field. If we 
we can lay off on a couple other horses, take a bit of a risk, and um, you know maybe put you know, a bit of money on it so that if we don't get our one out, if we do get our one out, well then we can lay on in the last because we'll have the field. And anything that's paying under five grand or whatever, we can just bet on it till it gets to five grand. If I'm, it makes sense. If, I'm hanging if the out. Stack I'm, up. I'm just hanging out to do this lay on and give I it know, a try. I know. I so much want to lay off and lay on. Yeah. So that we, will be. We'll never do another show. If we can do this, it'll be the last show we ever do. Hang up the headset. Lay you off. Lay, <laughs> hang up the headset. Well, what else can we do? We will have achieved what uh, they haven't even invented yet. We would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> So the deep blue, what's the value bet for the deep deep blue? Uh, I'll just leave it at two. Furion in the in race six and Forever Free in race nine. I did mention Titus, yep. but um, the system has got Look, Prague ahead of that. So yeah, I'm, I'll stick with the other two. Really, I'll probably put a bet on that Furion. You know now that uh, I have, I was going to put a bet on Yulan January at ten to one, but something at twenty seven to one. You know, it's pretty attractive, isn't it? Yeah. If it's, uh, so what did, what did the system have that at, like 27 to 1? But what did the system have it at? Oh, four or five. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and was it the favourite? Yes. Oh, jeez. What's well, a dead set, deep blue value bet? Yeah, it's it's so, just plucked out of nowhere, that, because I, I don't even know. I've never even heard of the damn thing. Well, that's like uh, Open Mazaire, Abundance and Trumps. Now, what's the chess one? Um uh, a stalemate? <laughs> no, definitely it's not a stalemate. Checkmate? <laughs> oh, checkmate. Yeah, it could have been a checkmate. I was thinking of that way, you know, that when they pass a pawn and they... Oh, en yeah, passant. That French, en passant. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> hey, uh, Posty's very, very... You know I'm saying, Gary? You might have noticed. I'm not saying very elegant, spelled in that way, but I might as well be. But the Posty's very, very late mail. Yeah, it's very late right now. <laughs> I'm not too sure who I'm talking to at the post these days. Everyone's wearing these masks and you can only just see eyes. But I yelled out, pig, and he came over and he's given me a tip. He's gone, he's, he's actually got three horses written down. And I said, those two aren't running tomorrow. And he goes, um, no, they're, one's for next week and one's for the week after. So he's got his picks already lined out for the next three weeks. But for tomorrow, he's gone Russian Camelot now. He does. He does tend to go favourites a fair bit, but he usually picks them when they and they win too. So um, that's. I hope bet. it does win. You know, it doesn't suit us in the quaddy. It won't. I won't back it. I'll, I'll actually back Fierce Impact. But this Russian Camelot, the way it won that South Australian Derby, if it, you know, if it has that speed, it'll love Flemington. It'll be good to see how it runs it. Here's runs my there. thinking on that Russian Camelot: is that it's run at sixteen hundred before, and it won by seven lengths. So you'd think, wow, that's seriously good horse. But it was like a benchmark 64 race, right? Now it's running in a group one. So it's a bit different. There's going to be a different pressure. It's a younger horse. So it's first up. It's going to be trained for the cup. So it's because it's the favourite for the cup. So it's going to be trained to sort of ease into the season. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of thinking Fierce Impact's a big show. And it's going to be an ugly day too. So get a factor that in, an ugly day. It's going to be like... I think they said 20 mil rain, maybe. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yeah, it's got, it went for 10 mil one day, then 20 mil the next. I've gone, ooh, okay. So nice couple of days running up to it, and then bad weather. Yeah. Pick seven, Gazza. What's happened to pick seven? It just, like, stopped yeah. last week. Well, Actually, down, I cut, I thought it was my app, and I, I deleted it, and I loaded it up again, and I found out it next to stopped the pick seven. Well, I heard two rumours. One rumour was 
they've um, got a new sponsor and they've got to align their IT systems. Well, I'd find that a bit hard to believe. The other yeah. rumour is they've had um, an unknown source of advertising and plugging of this Pick 7 and they've been completely overwhelmed and swamped with entries. Well, I also believe, you know, if you listen to the last amenities, you know, we meant that there was a suggestion that let's change it from pick seven to pick eight for $10 and pay $10 for that extra pick. I reckon they're trying to redo their programming. Yeah. I mean, you're a programmer. Probably take a, take a while to redo it, wouldn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Know, it'd, it'd take me a year. One day? <laughs> a year. <laughs> I'll kind of day. Typical programmer. You know, IT department. No, it'll be a year. We'll, we'll talk about it next year. We're not doing any. We are not doing anything for the next 12 months. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we'll post our selections on our Facebook page. <laughs> Next week, start to get busy. It's a Gary, it's a two-way play. Randwick, 1600, George Main versus Caulfield, the Rupert Clark, 1400. And it sounds like a statue would be somewhere of Sir Rupert Clark, but you wonder whether it's still standing. Uh, don't know much about him, really. Uh so that's next. That's actually next week. Looking forward Every to day, it, Gary. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's just yeah. going to it's just going to start building up now for from now until cup time, I guess. So it's getting really exciting. Well, every day I go online, Trigger Brothers gather to look at the surf, and there's people out there surfing illegally. I mean, no, you're you can't allowed, get you're, the virus. You're the, allowed to surf. You're just not allowed to travel five kilometres. Thank you for listening. So you can't go out at low tide. One horse <laughs> yeah, safety. Can be found at tipstars.com.au. And remember, please gamble responsibly. This episode was brought to you by Nichemark, your right-hand team for digital marketing, social media and podcasting. Thinking of starting a podcast? You do the talking, we do the tech. Contact Nichemark to get started.